sometimes something unfortunate gets said in the chat. No, I'm going to rephrase that. Every time I'm in the chat room, something unfortunate gets said. Um, but something just got said in the chat room that made my legs rock at the knee. I made me a surgical intervention. Anyways, um, I, <clears throat> and what was said was, never date a dude with a Prince Albert piercing if you have a hood piercing. And if you don't know what that means, you need to turn my podcast off because you're too young to be listening to me. Just, just, or you could be too old. Um, Google is your friend if you're an adult. If you're not an adult, um, <laughs> you should be in bed and not listening to my dirty podcast. Anyway, <laughs> oh, oh God, boo, be quiet. You're making me hurt. Anyways, tonight's question is about editing And I thought that it would be a good time to talk about this Because we're moving into the rough draft draft stage For a lot of people on the Quantum Bang Um, And people, you know, working on big projects like that Because the minimum for the the Big Bang For the Quantum Bang is um, 50K so that's a big project to undertake to do your own self edit on. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that. And um, I have this huge orange. This is this is completely off topic. I normally get um, these little you know those little mandarins, the cuties, the halos. Um, but those didn't look good, so I got uh, I got a couple of navel oranges at the grocery store. And this this. Because I'm used to getting those little mandarins, this <laughs> this orange feels like a giant. It's like a giant orange on my plate. Anyways, <clears throat> it's an aircraft carrier orange. It's huge. Yeah, it's a huge. <sighs> Boog it in the corner. I, I, I can't. <laughs> corner. Anyway, <sighs> I can't. Okay, anyways, um, so we're going to talk about editing um, and editing yourself. And the first thing that I would say um, is that before you approach the edit of a large project, and I know this is actually what I'm going to tell you is practically um, – it isn't something that happens in fandom a lot because a lot of people post works in progress, um, and there's an immediate gratification in posting, so people don't put off posting completed works. Um, but what I would like you to get into the mindset of is that your rough draft isn't complete, and so you shouldn't treat it like a complete project um, unless you don't plan to do any editing whatsoever to it, and then just you do you, but this podcast isn't for you, so um, go watch YouTube or something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so your final edit, your line edit for your for your project before you go to beta, um, you want to give yourself a little room. Um, set the project aside. Set your rough trap aside. Give yourself 
four weeks. If you can't do three or four weeks, try to give yourself at least two weeks. But I think three or four weeks is really optimal because it gives you some breathing space from the project so you can really uh, approach it with a fresh set of eyes, which is really important in the editing process. Because sometimes if you're too close to the material, you won't be able to see the problems. And the further you out you are out from finishing when you start your 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 fresh read, the better you are. Okay, so do a read through. There are two ways that I do a read through, um, depending on my location and um, whatever. Like if I am out and about and I have my rough draft, a lot of times I will take notes in a notebook while I'm reading to, to to figure out, you know, to where my spots are, you know, where scenes need to be reworked, um, if I find any plot holes, if I see any dangling strings that I want to address immediately, if I have character problems or inconsistencies, if I see a, if if I see a consequence that I didn't account for in my narrative, I write that down. Now, if I'm at home and I have my big computer out, a lot of times I will just make notes using the note feature in Word. Now, this is not a point where you want to stop and write because you want to see the whole project in its entirety before you start any kind of rewrite. So after you've made all your notes in your fresh read, you'll want to do a spell check. You're thinking, well, what? I'm going to be writing. No, do a spell check because a spell check and then a grammar check before you do any writing because this cleans your this this helps clean your manuscript up and then you aren't going to be distracted as much by um, grammar problems and spell check problems, you know, spelling errors. It's just a way of uh, just do just do some cleanup, okay? So after you've done your cleanup with your spell check and your grammar, then you want to add any content that you think is needed or remove scenes that you don't think you need anymore or pad this scene or add a sex scene here or just whatever you think you need as you are going through your draft. This is the time to add it. After you do that, give yourself a second read. Do another spell check and another grammar check. At this point, if you have a beta, this is when you send your material to your beta. Don't be that rude asshole that sends work to a beta that you have not grammar and spell checked yourself. Now, there have been times when I have a rough draft I need an alpha read on, and I'll be like, hey, can you read this and tell me if it sucks or not, or if there's something wrong with it? But if when, I, when I'm asking for a beta, that means I'm asking you to find my mistakes, um, my, my typos, my misspellings that my stuff didn't pick up, if I've used the wrong word. Um, and you don't want to be a lazy ass when you hand something off to your beta. So just don't be that person. <laughs> Just really don't. Never, ever send a rough draft to anyone and ask them to edit it. Um, it's just rude as fuck. And, and it is, it is, it's also disrespectful of their time 
and um, of the relationship you have with that person. It's just, it's not cool. Now, we talk about grammar checks. Now, I use Grammarly. I also use Words Grammar Check. It used to be terrible. It's not great now, but it's better than it was. So you can, if you do these two together, you're gonna you're, you're gonna catch a lot of your problems on your own, and then you're just stuck with things that Grammarly or Word or Word will not pick up if you've used the wrong there or. You Now, a lot of times it will catch it, but not always. And neither one of them are particularly great with dialogue mechanics. So that's something you're going to have to learn on your own. And um, you get those rules down pat for... Uh, you guys are making me really thirsty. Uh, <laughs> for grammar, for when it comes to your dialogue. Um, professionally, poor dialogue mechanics will get you a rejection faster than a comma splice will. Because it speaks to lack of experience, and it also speaks to um, your inability to absorb even basic craft from what you read. That that probably sounded rude, but I'm not going to apologize because it's true. <laughs> it's just it's true. So, and then once you get your material back from your beta, if you're going to have a beta, um, then you'll go through and incorporate. Uh, you'll answer their questions and, you know, evaluate all the things that they've marked to see how that works for you. And then get all that done. Uh, I would honestly, at that point, do one more spell check just to make sure <laughs> in case something, you know, happened. You know, a stray letter gets typed in somewhere. You know, because that happens when you're moving a lot of files around and you've got all hands in the pot. Uh, if you have the desire for an alpha reader you want to put your alpha reader before your beta because if you have a huge problem that your alpha reader finds you're going to have to do some rewriting and then you'll have a whole bunch of content that hasn't been baited so if you're going to have an alpha read which i don't necessarily i think unless you're having problems unless it feels off to you unless there's something that's twigging you and you're not sure what it is, you don't need an alpha. But if, if something's making you twitch and you don't know what's going on and you're a little concerned, that's when you need an alpha reader. But you want your alpha to come before your beta. So in that order, you would want to do a self-edit, then an alpha, and then a beta. Making sense? I hope so, because the guys in the chat room are talking about tea and ginger ale. And alcoholic beverages. <laughs> Lady Holder, I've forgotten your area code. Wait, I think maybe, maybe four. That's me. I got you. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, barbecuing, actually. <sighs> barbecuing. Is anybody else jealous? I'm instantly jealous. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking cold out here, at least for Arizona. And I'm barbecuing. Uh, 51 degrees? Chicken. It's 51 degrees and it's freezing? Are you fucking serious? I'd be out there in sandals. Honey, remember, I live in 
you know, one of the inner circles of hell. <laughs> and for eight months out of the year, it's hot. All right. Boo would like you to know that it is negative 10 where she is. And while she didn't say it, I'm going to assume she's also saying kiss her ass. <laughs> I'm a pansy. I know this. <laughs> okay. I will cheerfully admit I am a freaking pansy, you know. But I live so in you have you, Arizona. And, have and, you actually been no, listening to me talk or, or what? Yeah. Yeah, I've been okay. listening to you talk. And I agree with all of it. I probably would have gone and, and headed for my computer to uh, say something if I had any issues. But, no, I don't have any issues with what you're saying. <laughs> um, I rarely do alpha reading for you. I can think of, no. like, maybe two instances where I've done alpha – true alpha reading on a completed item, all right? And one of them... Being how long? 2.30. Um, one of them was nothing with Kira. It was something completely different. And um, that was ages ago. Um, most of the time, I do beta work for you, and that's, that's cool with me. I'm happy with that. Because, um, you know, the first time I actually liked beta. I'm weird. <laughs> That's, yeah, so I just, okay. I, you know, um, yeah. it isn't often that I feel like I need an alpha read. The last time was in the mm-hmm. middle of the night, and Jilly was online, and you guys had both been reading, um, courting Hermione Granger as I was writing, mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. She pointed out an issue that I had after I'd finished it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah that 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 is pretty accurate." <laughs> is, is that is that the one where we both pointed out? I think that sex wasn't exactly something we needed in that. No, no, this is something different. Okay. No, you guys both okay. agreed that I, I didn't that that the sex thing wasn't necessary. But what had happened was yeah. when I originally wrote it. Um, it went from ritual marriage to domestic violence for her cousin with no buffer in between. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah, yeah. That, and so I had a chapter in between because it was really abrupt, and I, I just wasn't seeing it. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. And um, no. so is that yeah, backwards? Yeah, but you also knew the story. Well, no, I get that. But, no, you, you knew the story. You knew there was time in between the two. So for you, it was like, hey, I know everything that happens in the middle there. Well, we didn't. We needed <laughs> yeah, that middle. Yeah, there was a structure in the middle. <laughs> you know, a lot of times <laughs> when, you're, when you're doing that, you don't often see um, when you're like, – that's why I think it's really important, super important, if um, you have any issues or problems with the, with the draft that you give yourself a couple of weeks in between your rough draft and your final. If mm-hmm. I hadn't had that alpha read, I would have set that aside probably for quite a while because there was something wrong with it, and I just didn't know what it was. And then in my fresh read, I would have found it. But I was too impatient uh-huh. for that. <laughs> well, that's where an alpha read comes in. Yeah, it's an absolutely delicately lovely piece of fiction. It's, it's, it's just... Hermione's not a delicate flower in that, but she is very um, precious in that, that particular story. And so the, the writing reflected it. 
and for me the 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 switch from um, savior and marriage to to domestic violence would have been too abrupt and too unlike what was going on with with the rest of the the story. I got another yeah. two minutes. Two very honored. You know, it just would not have worked. So, but that's something that you see from the outside. That when you're in the writing, like I was, it wasn't as obvious, and that's where an alpha reader plays. Um, and in some to, in some degree, a beta reader could would point that out to you too if you got that far into it. Um, and those inconsistencies would pop up for a beta if you have a really good beta. I've asked some really you know pointed questions before on stuff that you've done because you yeah. know I'm not understanding what the hell the point is, you know and. Okay, that that goes over. Sometimes I get I get some really. This is why I'm doing this. Okay, fine, whatever. You know, <laughs> but I'm, you know, um, I remember the question that that sparked tonight, and it was something along the lines of, "Do you have a set sequence of stuff that you do?" Weirdly, I don't. Um, I normally start at the you know obviously at the beginning, and work my way down, and. <laughs> And um, if it's a real big um, story, I might leave it for a day or two and then go back and repeat myself. But I do everything all at once. It's kind of weird. Weirdo. I don't think I. Can. But she's a pantser. Yeah, well, yeah. And I, I think that also yeah. plays. We're talking about the nature of the writer, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's really important. We talked about it briefly in the writers table at the reference desk. Um, about plotting and pantsing and trying to plot if you're a pantser. And what I said was, and I and I really do mean it, I'm I'm not, you know, um, it, this is not a platitude. This is, I'm I'm being serious. It's important to placating? respect your nature. Huh? Placating, yes. You're not placating? Um, yeah. Or not, no, not you in particular or just any writer in particular. <laughs> um, just mm-hmm. any writer. It's important to honor your nature as a writer. And if you're a pantser, mm-hmm. um, embrace that and create your own process around your your creative thrust. Uh, because <laughs> I think I wasn't trying to be dirty. Um, I think it's important, really, honestly. Uh, because <laughs> but there was a big old swinging dick in my chat room when I first came in here tonight. So, um <laughs> Don't put it back up. Go ahead. Um, once was enough. Uh, <laughs> although I still don't know why he didn't wax his ass. Here's the thing. If you're going to wax your balls, and you're going to wax all oh, the way to the front um, practically your belly really? button, why the, hell, why the hell wouldn't you wa- um, wax your ass? Seriously? These are the questions that I have. I'm just saying. I have questions. I have questions on that because, dude, if you if you're gonna be neat and tidy, I mean, at least go full tilt. Right, because there is no point in having a hairy ass crack, ever. Yeah, that's just disgusting. If, if you're gonna wax, I mean, if you're gonna be that, I mean, I'm just saying. And scrub well. <laughs> you know. I, just, I have a thing. Anyway, it's a thing. It's a thing. I have it. it it's an inconsistency. 
You know but, what? If Poland cream actually existed, I'd be buying it. I'm vain enough. I'm, I'm super vain. <laughs> I would totally have it. Um, I have a scar that I would love to get rid of. So, but anyways, um, so it's important to honor who um, um, your your own natural process as a writer. And I think mm-hmm. that plays into your um, into your second draft as well. Um, so, if you can't approach your second draft with the kind of methodical, angle retentive list I gave you when I first started this podcast. It's important to figure out how to put those parts together for you and make them work. It's kind of a tease and hearing all the noise and that's like the music. Sorry about that. It's sad. It is. Really sad. It smells fabulous. And the husband made mashed homemade mashed potatoes and Mm-hmm. And I have I have barbecue chicken and it's awesome. I'm sad. I'm really sad about this. <laughs> One of the big things that that um, I found when it comes to or when I get to the point where I'm doing dialogue. You know how, um, and I, I don't even know where I heard this the first time. Um, if you have a question on is the dialogue stilted or you know awkward, say it out loud. Okay. Yeah. You get know, out of your chair and, and, and just don't get caught. Yeah. That's super embarrassing. I speak from experience. Uh, yes. No. Fine. Yeah. Sure. You know, seriously, you know, when when you're doing um, when you're doing dialogue, and you, especially people who have very distinctive ways of talking, you know, if you if you try and say you know things how they say it, or you know, I'm not suggesting by the way that that you actually write out certain accents. If you say that they've got a Scottish accent, we can fill it in. Okay. Yeah, please. Um, please be careful because I have the hardest time reading Hagrid. I have a really hard yeah. time with it. Yeah. Um It's it's um I tried it once with, I think I tried it in, in one story with, with Carson Beckett and then I gave up. I'm not writing Scottish. <laughs> it's just I'm done. I think that um, sometimes you can add just little hints. Of a dialogue, mm-hmm. um, drop a letter here, drop a letter there, um, mm-hmm. and it really kind of creates. And the reader's brain will fill it in. You don't have to go whole oh, yeah. hog. No, and honestly, sometimes if you just use a um, something that's regional, ladder last. You know, if you're going to say something, you know, to you know uh, to somebody for, for Carson, that's a really good way to. Um, kind of bring home the 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 accent without yes. digging deep. Mm-hmm. Yes, and without having to figure out how do you spell Scottish, you know, it's I, not worth it. I effort. hate it when I'm reading Star Trek and a reader tries to put Chekhov's accent. Please don't. I can, you know, I'm a long-time Star Trek fan. I have no problem having that, an auditory memory accent, of what Chekhov sounds like. I don't need you to do it for me. 
<laughs> Boom, mom. Um, thank you. I didn't ken what you mean. Yeah, thank you. I, I get that <laughs> one, and I can. Mm, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just it isn't, it's unnecessary. But um, mm-hmm. I think when you're going into the self-editing process, you need to be comfortable. Um, you also need to be emotionally removed from your work. Um, Which is difficult. Because it's very difficult. It's more difficult in a professional setting, I think, than it is in fan fiction. Because um, you can be um, vain in fan fiction and leave in scenes and, um, you know, filler that any professional editor would go, nope. <laughs> can't have this, can't slash burn, burn, burn. And you, you go from 35 pages to 15 and you're like, uh, but, but no. Okay, fine. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, is, this is why... <laughs> You know, as as much as I I, I do like my editors and you know for, that I have, I'm really happy they're not anyone near my fanfic. Right. I don't want to think about what they say. I am so vain in my fanfic, and I I go so far off the edge. It, it, it is a stress relief for me to write fanfiction because I can do what I want and and just go completely off the rails and write 300k if I feel like it. You can't do that in professional setting. So there's a lot of um, in this case. writing um, yeah. original for publication um, is a job, and it requires oh. um, it requires a great deal of restraint. Discipline. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Are never more important than you when you can only have 15k. And I'm like, I gotta shove all this in 15k. Okay. And wow, um, <laughs> I can't have any subplots or any of these nifty things I was thinking of, and oh my god. But um, yeah, I mean, so, but if you can remove yourself emotionally from your work. It does help in the editing process, both in fan fiction, but especially in original fiction. Um, so, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does anybody Sorry, have any questions about editing and stuff? That, cause that would be great. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> My it's not like we haven't talked about this a couple times before. <clears throat> yeah, I know. But the question came up, and it was, um, I think it was a timely topic because of um, we're getting ready to do a new rough tray. We just finished the rough tray. People have nanos and editing, and people have their quantum bangs in editing. So I thought it was a really good time to talk about it. Um, but uh, I recently published Darkly Loyal with no beta. Um, and I, you know, I did my, I did my whole checklist. I did my grammar, um, with word and then my grammarly and I did three spell checks and I added my content and, um, uh-huh. I did all the you work did all I that. did. I didn't get the beta or the alpha. Um, and, uh, well, yeah, but some of my audience might not. <laughs> I know. 
But <laughs> are you bitter? Did, did you want a bite of that? <laughs> well, yeah, because, honey, I saw stuff, and I'm not saying a fucking thing. I'm being good. <laughs> That's right, because I didn't ask. <laughs> I know, no, but, and I'm not going to switch your OCD. I, I am um, uh, publishing it like that was such a relief. And I think one of the reasons why I was so, I dragged my ass writing the last three chapters is I really didn't want to do beta on it. I mean, do you have any idea how much work that is? It, yes. That story probably would not have been up on my site until May if it had gone into beta. <sighs> Especially since the people who consist of my beta team um, one, works 80 hours a week now and doesn't have time for me I'm not bitter <laughs> yeah that would be Chris Chris, sorry baby um, Lady Holder working on her own crap plus she has a quantum bang Jilly has her own crap plus she has like three quantum bangs or two two. so and then have you, you know I we have, no I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of mad <laughs> I'm, I'm dead curious. I'm dead curious too. I know she has several ideas. Several ideas. Well, they're always excellent ideas. Um, Ty- um Kylie. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, I'm um, super real has- to have put it up, and I'm really proud of it, and pleased with the results, and um, yeah. I'd have been lucky to get it through finished in May because we have we have another rough trade coming up. <laughs> so it was just uh huh. It was a work in progress long enough, me. and now it's done. Mm-hmm. I need to reread. I need, definitely need to reread you and Jilly on um, rough trade. Okay. Um. What order would you do that stuff in? I mean, your own. Uh, Kylea says, "What order should you do that stuff in?" I mean, your own review and spell check and grammarly, etc. But as far as sending it out and do and after you get it back, etc. Um, For me, I have a very specific order to that. Um, if you have more than one beta, I would suggest sending your material first to the one who's more content-focused. Like, for instance, with with my quantum bang, I sent my quantum bang to Lady Holder first because she Mm -hmm. is, um, she's more content-focused, character-focused. She can wrangle her comma or two, uh, but I I really depend on her to tell me when my plot's fucked up and if I've got issues there. Now, Jilly's great for that, too. But I wouldn't want to get Lady Holder's comments after a line edit, like what what Jilly does, because then I would have a whole bunch of material that did, <laughs> that, ha- that Jilly hadn't seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because more often than not, yeah. I'll add four, maybe sometimes five thousand words to the story after Lady Holder's beta. So, um, depending on you know whether whether or not she's seen it in between, like she saw. Mm-hmm. So much of my quantum bang <clears throat> that um, there really wasn't much left to add because it was tight as fuck. Because the whole time I was sending mm-hmm. it to them, 
in the chat, they were talking to me about it, and I was picking up things from them. So um, I really had like a continuous beta process, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's like an alpha process, and, really. Yeah. And the thing is, is I'm of of all of us who write, I'm the person who will sometimes ask, "What did you mean by this?" Um, because if I'm if I'm reading along and and I've all of a sudden lost the plot. Okay. Um, I you know, and I and I can't pick it up as I go further down. I'll ask a question about it and ask for clarification, which sometimes leads to these really interesting conversations in our private chat, where all of a sudden I've got this non sequitur of a comment where she's replying to my question in her in her um, in her story. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally do that to her. Keep up. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's my like, answer to that comment. I would send my work first to an alpha, then to a person who's more content and character focused, and then if I have a second beta, um, and they're more um, focused on uh, uh, grammar, they would get it last. Mm-hmm. And I would edit in between my content beta and my grammar beta. <laughs> I would fix yeah. my, um, so yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be good to have um, me with all the questions that I ask and, and the sometimes the snarky comments um, to have those come after, you know, Jilly's done all her due diligence and, and done all the line editing and, and that's sitting there and I'm looking at it going, I disagree with this. That was interesting when when uh, Chris and I would disagree on something because yeah. we, we used to get each other stuff. Because um, yeah. Chris and Lady Hold have a very similar beta style, so often I would send the beta to Lady Holder or Chris, and then when I get it back, I would just send the file to whoever whoever hadn't had it yet, so they would see each other's comments. <laughs> That's interesting. Is it- there's a very wow, indirect you know, through conversation um, going on. Jilly's style is so different from Lady Holder's that I don't think it would be beneficial to me. And that's what you need to figure out in your beta process, what works best for you. But again, if mm-hmm. you have someone who's grammar focused like Jilly, it's a really lucky find for you, um, save them for last. Give them the addition that you plan on putting up so you get the best possible beta out of them. Does that make sense? I hope so. And also figure out um, what you're comfortable with. I mean, if you, if you think that you are, that you have a really good handle on grammar and, and your commas and, you know, um, you're, 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 you've sent something out to somebody who does grammar and everything keeps coming back clean you may not need somebody who does that. You know, you're, you're, you may be looking for somebody who does content and ask those questions of, dude, you dropped the plot. What the fuck? Or didn't they just sit down? Why do you have them coming out of another room? You know, those type of things where you've missed a small scene, you know, transition. Um, it, it can be something as simple as that, you know, making sure that that, um, Making sure you get what you need out of a beta. 
And also I think it's important when you're coming into the beta process to tell the beta what you need. Um, if you okay. don't That's want okay. um, feedback on your plot or your characterization, um, don't hand it to me. Tell them. <laughs> don't, don't give it to Lady Holder. <laughs> also, this is something else. Um, as a beta personally, when I'm giving something to beta or alpha read, I don't expect the writer that I am beta alphaing to take every single piece of advice or question that I have to heart. In the end, it's yours. And you have every mm-hmm. right to ignore um, questions or content um, suggestions that you don't like. Uh, but if you consistently use the wrong word and I point it out to you and you don't fix it, don't put my name on the beta. <laughs> there's a, a really there's I don't a really simple be um to that. <laughs> yeah. There's a really simple um aside from there there and there and two two and two. Um vile and vile. Okay. Um vile is somebody can he's be, a vile person and here take yes. this vial of potion. Yes. Yeah. They sound exactly the same. They aren't spelled the same. I don't know how many times Didn't I've seen that them be my mixed story. up. Yes, you did. I may have kissed my ass. Now I'm going to have to go find it. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the first bunch of, of stuff. It's the uh, first or second uh, chapter. Oh, kiss my ass. I can't believe you. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not kind of. She's absolutely not sorry. No. Part of the reason I'm not is because in six months you would have read that and you'd have had a screaming fit. I would have fixed it quietly and moved on about my business. Thank you. You want me to mark this down and make a bet on this? <laughs> well, now it won't happen because you, you already did it. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Watch the other stuff I know of, and you can. I'll, I'll see you in six months. God damn it! I, know, I you hate twice. it when I do shit. <laughs> you whore. Things I won't call you a whore for being sexually promiscuous. Things I will call you a whore for non-consensual beta and not putting your cart up. I put my card up. <laughs> well, that's one thing in your favor. No, I'm just kidding. I can't believe that. that I don't have access to thing. your password. So oh. I, dude, if I had access to the backside of that, I'd have gone in and fixed it. <gasps> that's why you don't have access to the back. <laughs> you have that access to mine? Really I don't give a flying. Because, because I would never edit your I content without your permission. But you apparently don't have that kind of problem. Ugh. No. Do you hear God, her? I'd have told Do you, you hear her? <laughs> I, I would have told you so fast. Gosh. It's like she don't even know me. <laughs> oh, I do. I, I know exactly how much this makes you twitch. 
I was no, but seriously, I, I have that's like a serious OCD issue for me, and now I have to go fix it. I'm fix. It is not in the first five chapters, you asshole. Um, could have sworn it was in the first five. <laughs> nope. Well then, gee, it's a horrible thing. I have to reread it. It's in chapter six, I believe. Oh, oh God, I was one off. <laughs> well, that's the difference between a whole fucking page, isn't it? Yes, because they're on different pages. <laughs> I had to open oh, up a new God. page to fix it. Pepper. Mm. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> this is kind of, hey, we are. Please don't send me emails asking me why I argue with Lady Holder on my podcast. We're not arguing. If we were arguing, no, we're not arguing. Up. I really. <laughs> mm. I already muted her ass. <laughs> ten, ten, eleven years worth of friendship at this point, and probably eight years worth, eight or nine years worth of talking. And the only time you've not answered my call or my 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 anything actually is when you were ill. I went off the deep end. Don't, you went off the deep end. Don't sugarcoat it. I wasn't ill. I went off the deep end. I, I was not institutionalized, but I did have a very, I had a severe depressive episode, and um, I basically stayed in bed for a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I'm not ashamed of it. I think that um, a lot of times women are, are encouraged to um, uh, hide these kinds of things or not talk about them oh, no, or be I'm... ashamed of them or be embarrassed about them. Um, I'm not talking about you. I'm just, you know, in particular, I'm yeah, just saying no. that women are encouraged to put up a strong front um, and to smile through it. I think it's especially in Southern families where you're just supposed to hide your crazy. Um, and put a smile on the face. People sit out on the front porch and park it in a rocking chair. There's no hiding well, that shit. Only our old crazy. Only our old crazy. Um, but you're the rest of them you send out to hunt front. with purple. Oh bullshit! The rest of them you send out to hunt with a purple um, safety vest on and and a shotgun. <laughs> but no, I mean I remember being very young and my aunt um, going through a divorce and my grandma telling her to you know put her shit together and to act like everything was fine because. Um, appearances were super important. And she said, and when you go into court, you're going to look your best. You're going to look like nothing's bothering you, like you don't care that he's leaving. And it was just this philosophy that she had been, that had been passed down to her. You got to act like a fucking lady. <laughs> and well, put this, the thing is, you know, this front on. And I think that even now that's really pre- um, prevalent in, in my family where, um, and, and the people that I know around me where they're, you know, basically um, if you're, if you're young um, mm-hmm. uh, or semi-young, if you, I think that after like 60 or so, you get a pass on being crazy. Uh, <laughs> but before that, you gotta, you gotta put your shit, you know, together and look like you know what you're doing. And so, uh, um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, somebody, com- somebody commented further up in the in the thing that um, you and I are are a lot like siblings. 
We really are at this point. Yeah. Yeah. She's my favorite sibling. Um, we know way too much about each other's stuff. There's oh, God. Stuff. Uh, there's stuff. But <laughs> the, the, the thing with appearances, um, my family is pretty much of the opinion that, um, you know, yeah, you can do the, the outside of your house. You, can at least, you have to be at least moderately put together. Um, once you're in a family house, mom's house, my house, my sister's house, all bets are off. You can you can fall apart. You can you know laugh, scream, you know get absolutely shit faced. Please puke in a toilet. Um, you know, the 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 whole emotional breakdown can happen in front of family. Nobody else gets to see you go lose your shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably true for a lot of families. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I did have a I, I had a severe um, episode, uh, and um, and it, it was. I have better medication. It was now. totally. I, I think. It was totally I, I, I think that. Yeah, I, I think that honestly, between um, the emotional setup of um, getting um, of of finding a lump, um, and the idea that cancer could be part of the issue, you know, part of my day to day life. Um, and then just the piling of um, a particularly nasty anniversary for me. And then not having the right medication to deal with my clinical depression. It just kind of like snowballed on me. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. write. I, did, I, I mean, I don't even think I turned my computer on for a month. Yeah, I know. Because at that point, yeah, we didn't have each other's phone numbers. The, when I actually logged into my computer... I had like 900 unread emails in my box. And I was like, nope. At least 200 were from <laughs> so, me. I probably so. I never read them. Um, and then I went to Live Journal. Okay. And I had, my Live Journal box was full. I, I thought, sure, it could have taken anything else. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Just the idea of, of trying to deal with all those things was so overwhelming that I cleaned out my mm-hmm. inbox on Live Journal. I cleaned out, I marked everything red in my Gmail, and I just I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm starting fresh. <laughs> so I sent out a little note. Mm-hmm. Here I am, guys. I didn't read your shit. If there's anything super important that you needed me to do, email me again, <laughs> because I could not handle 900 yep. messages. It was ridiculous. Um, and then, you know, she, I think she, she guilted me into giving her my phone number. <laughs> no, we... we... There was no guilt in here. I offered mine ahead of time, but no, we goofed. Actually, you goofed, and I goofed. we talked it out. You talked, yeah, you goofed. Yeah, I goofed. I got, I got a, I got a beta, and I looked at something, and I freaked right the hell out. And I, yeah, caught, I had I got actually hold of it. I had written something, and I had left my real name on it. Well, a name on it. Um. <laughs> a name on it. Yeah, and I freaked right the hell out because I'm not supposed to know this, you know. And I was utterly respecting the boundaries that I had, <clears throat> and that actually worked out okay because 
Yeah, yeah, it did. You know, yeah. yeah. And, you know, things are, I mean, how, even today I call you, I call you by, you know, the pen name. I don't call you by the, the other names that I have. Right. I think that, honestly, um, I um, will answer to a variety of names um, because, well, I have several pen names, and I have answered to all of them. Um, but um, I'm super comfortable answering to Kira, and uh, <laughs> I've answered to it in public with people who have don't, mm-hmm. who don't know who Kira Marcos is. They're talking to somebody else. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, sorry. You're not talking to me. <laughs> There, there oh, was a point where I was going it. to. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a point where I was going to um, um, Bascon, Bay Area uh, Science Fiction Convention, up in in the San Francisco Bay Area. I answered the lady holder. All right, um, it might take me a minute to to you know convert the brain over, but yeah, I'll answer the lady holder. Thankfully, I don't get called that at work. <laughs> that would be. Hmm. I um hey, actually, my... if I ever went to a con, I'd probably go as Kira to avoid outing my real name, <laughs> because I don't think that I could make it through a con <laughs> and remain anonymous. <laughs> I'd like to watch you try. Unless I wore a rabbit head the whole time and didn't speak. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> you know. I'd have to have Senna or Jilly there so that way we could sit there and cackle as you stamp <laughs> your feet and try really hard to be quiet. Oh, my gosh. That's asking a stupid um, question. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yes. Uh, the first rule so of fandom things. is we so, don't talk about fandom. Talk about, mm-hmm. We don't talk about the dark corners of fandom. Um, the thing is, is you know... Uh, Putting y'all in the corner. Yeah. The real one. <laughs> mm. The thing is, is my voice is also rather recognizable. And yeah, I, I, my my biggest nightmare, honest to God, given that I work on phones all day long, oh, is God. to have somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. I can hear. Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> Yep. What would you do? <laughs> okay, honey, that's great, but I'm not calling this her today, Sudie. You got we gotta we we got stuff we gotta do. Let's let's work on this. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Ah. Oh. Good for you, Boo Mom. Good for you. I would too. Keep up the good work. I That's probably ridiculous. wouldn't go quite so nice as mom shame. I would probably call them out and call them a dickhead. I'm not Kira, though. Yeah, <laughs> you might want to put that out there as a disclaimer. <laughs> mm. But if she was here, she'd yeah. be doing it with me. Yeah. Taking their, their head and, and, you know, tapping their forehead. You do not ask, actors, ask the actors about their character's sex lives. What is wrong with not you? The actor. <laughs> what the fuck? What the actual fuck? <laughs> but no, I 
can't imagine what would happen if you called somebody who listens to this podcast. And they were like, hey, you sound like. <laughs> Ooh. And the thing is, I have a potty mouth on this thing. At work, yeah, I can't. I actually have to right. be really, really clean. And honestly, she probably would actually want to curse more at work if she could. <laughs> Let's put it this way. My favorite particular piece of... I am much more pleasant of... than the other people she has to talk to. <laughs> mm-hmm. My favorite item at work that gives me the most pleasure, and I flip through it every once in a while at this point, is a coloring book, an adult coloring book, filled with British curse words, and I've lovingly um, colored a good number of them. And I think the first one I I colored was the one that said twat waffle. And I had it (laughs) out on my desk for everybody to see, and my boss walked by, and I filled in twat waffle first, and she walked by and did a complete double take, walked backwards and said, what? And I looked at her and I said, I'm having a bad day. And she looked at me and she goes, obviously. Nice color choices. And kept on walking. Uh, yeah. Ellie, you are not joking. My call may, this call may be recorded for quality purposes. Yep. Actually, it, it is recorded. Everything is recorded. Oh, So many things. And it doesn't help matters any that my boss actually sits right next to me. So she she sits there, and I make her giggle so hard because my voice is nice, it's sweet, it's calm, it's polite. I'm very conciliatory. I, I, I am, you know, just, I'm so sorry to hear that, blah, blah, blah. While I've got one hand holding the um, bird over at my phone, and I'm flipping off the jackass on the other end of my telephone line. And sometimes I double bird the phone too because, you know, yeah. Yeah. As I totally get why you bite your tongue at work. Sometimes um, you end up uh, answering your home phone or your cell phone like you're at work. Okay. So. I worked in one particular department that had a very specific disclosure to the point where I had it memorized and I probably could still say it without much of a hitch. The husband did something one night and I said that thing in my sleep. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, I, I don't know you know, what prompted it, but I'm not supposed to, I mean, I don't know what circuit connected, but I said that whole disclosure and off we went. And it is 200 words, I think. (laughs) It's not short. Yeah. Yeah, Jeep. I worked at Collection, or have worked at it as well. They don't let us use a suit on them anymore. You have to use your real name. And when they told me that, 
um, I had an absolute fit because my real name is rather unique. And I'm the only one in the company. That was I agree. I, that's, I mean, I think that I think that if you work in um, a situation where people can get so furious with you, they might come to your house with a gun, that you should be able to work under a pseudonym. Um, there's that. I also, um, I don't mention my exact location. I give my state. Um, I'm at, if pressed, I might give the metro area. Um, given that there's several million people in this metro area, good fucking luck finding me. Right. Um, yeah. Ooh. Um, I am, we, we've gotten lucky. We haven't had anybody come at anybody that I know of because of our job. We had one guy, um, he got robbed because of the area. Um, the parking garage for the building was not in a great area and wasn't well lit. And he went out late. And, you know, nothing against this guy, but he wasn't going to be able to um, win against somebody who was tweaking. There was just no way. And uh, he made it through. um, And I think he's still with the company. You know, but that caused a lot of changes to that particular building and the parking garage. And there's a shit ton more lights now which is good because you don't want dark quarters in a parking garage. Pardon me. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do it by by name. I actually have a... a, um, uh, company ID number, which at this point is just as well known as my social to me. And yeah, weird stuff. I have officially had 10 years with this job. We just passed it. Pretty cool. <clears throat> um, we just did a complete and utter squirrel. We do that. All right. It's okay. Else got any, yeah, we, yeah, I we think did. that we answered um, the main question in the first 45 mm-hmm. minutes. So, um, as Probably. always. But I. As always. Um, also, Demad. I think I'm a really lot of jealous time, of your mom. I know, right? <laughs> That's an ass I'd definitely pinch if I had an opportunity. Oh, man. Awesome. And permission because <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm big on consent. And, and I think let me. Yes. Um, uh, Mr. Berman, can I he is a very, pinch your butt? Can I pinch your butt? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he would. I think he would be yes, pretty decent yes. about the whole thing. He's... Can we take a picture of me doing it? Sir, That's an even bigger yes. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate your ask. Can I touch it, please? Thank you. It's it's lovely. <laughs> 
Did I just hear a lighter? No. I don't smoke. I didn't think so. I was about to... I was about to... Come <laughs> over the phone line and kill me? Cuss you out. I, I, don't, I, don't, I thought I heard the snick of a lighter. It was a very weird no, sound. I, I, made a, I made a noise like one, I think, but no, I don't smoke. Okay. You about I don't to, even you're vape. About to get an anyway, yeah. that'd be a bad habit to start at your our age, so... Oh, yeah, I know. I literally did try, though, to, to start vaping because I wanted to do, because I liked the, the smell of the stuff that the husband did. So I was trying the zero uh, nicotine stuff. I couldn't even form that habit. I was so lazy with it. <laughs> you know, just, well, vaping okay, apparently. I mean, apparently vaping can cause popcorn lung. You don't want that. As I understand it, um, the stuff that, that helps produce that, uh, you have to get the, a lot of the, the liquids from China because they're not mm-hmm. really good about quality control. Uh-huh. And um, the stuff that the husband is using is stuff here from the U.S. and he's got the ingredient list. And since it's produced here, there's a better quality control over it. So, and honestly, at this point, um, he doesn't have uh, popcorn lung. He's thankfully um, he went from basically having uh, two or three packs a day to the equivalent of a cigarette or two a day. That's good, though. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'll take it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And um, yeah. You know, Back to the writing Much question. Form. Um, Back to the writing. Now that I got all in her business, because you know we have <laughs> old normal. lady plans, and we can't have old lady plans if I'm the only old lady left. <laughs> oh hell no! You know we, we, the 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 well, currently the oldest old lady is is Azure, yeah. and that's only because she keeps calling herself the old church lady. Yeah, and if if only that church knew. <laughs> oh my God. Hmm. I I don't know. I don't know if it would spontaneously combust or fall down around her ears. Saying as, honey, what did you put in at the start of this particular show? She's curated the museums of the doom dicks. So, okay. Anyway, oh um, I, you know, we, we talk a lot in, uh, on this podcast about um, the writing process and um, I'm a plotter. So a lot of times our content is, is centered around that uh, because that's my natural way of, of writing. And I think that um, because Lady Holder is a, is a pantser, um, that, you know, she gives me a different perspective a lot of the time mm-hmm. um, that I don't often, I can pants. It's just not my preference. And the only time I do pants is when I'm broken. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like you when you're broken. Well, no, let, me rephr- <clears throat> let, let me rephrase this. I enjoy the product, but you getting <laughs> broken bothers the fuck out of me. 
Yeah, I'm a little delicate over Sorry. here. A little delicate. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that Jillian and I are very comfortable in because a lot of times she's the one with me on these um mm-hmm. these content um podcasts. Um, but I wouldn't want you, you in general, the audience member, not Lady Holder in particular, to kind of to ram yourself into that box that you don't fit in. Um, and I do think because a writer is born, not made, um, that you have a natural rhythm in you as a writer. Um, and finding that natural rhythm and respecting it is super important. I'm not trying to talk a hippie here. Am <laughs> I getting in your inner piece and your chi or whatever? But or your inner eye. I'm talking about finding um your natural rhythm as a writer and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um a lot of times, um, if you need if you need the structure of a plot, but a plot is too much. I I've, I've known plenty of panthers if they plot and they plot too much. They no longer have an interest in writing the story. So you don't, want to plot yourself, you don't want to plot yourself out of an idea. So I think if you need structure, um, just give yourself a broad structure. Say, okay, this is going to happen in the beginning, this is going to happen in the middle, and this is my end. That's my goal. You know, I need, I need these things to happen. These are my points. These are my points that I need to happen. Mm-hmm. And then give yourself room to explore those points without getting, um, without trampling on your own rhythm. Um, Kelly, the, the comment about outlines and sort, and sort of true structure thing, um, the closest I've come to a legit outline was a number of rough trades ago where I was putting together um, the story with Tony and Ian and him going to Atlantis. Um, And my closest plot document basically was what amounted to the summary for um, each of those episodes that I did. Okay. And that was my whole plot document. You know, I just, I thought everything over. I knew what I wanted to get out of the whole, um, the whole story arc. And I wrote what were basically summaries. And then I went from there. Um, they were vague enough and yet detailed enough that I could actually, you know, figure out what I wanted to do. I've and if I'd given a... that to her, she got blockers. Yeah. I've got a friend who does bullet points. I like to do bullets or numbers um, and um, for my plot points or my event plot or my storyboard, whatever I feel like calling it that day. Um, but I know a writer who writes a paragraph for each chapter. She basically writes a full-blown synopsis for her novel before she writes it. Which makes her really good writing on spec. <laughs> but when you write on spec, mm-hmm. what you do is you submit a synopsis and you sell the synopsis, basically. So she's very good at writing on spec. And she will write a single paragraph for each chapter 
of her book. So if she has 20 chapters, she has 20 paragraphs. It's not an outline. Mm. It's a synopsis. And it works really well for her. It looks like a nightmare to me. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I don't even know what you get out of that. But okay, it works for you. That's what works for her. <clears throat> and it works very well for her. She's written over 100 books. Um, but I, But that's what I'm talking about. You need to find... Um, the process that works for you and don't try to ram yourself into somebody else's process. A lot of times because there's so many books about how, Oh, you know, plot a bestseller or um, do this, do that, follow this method and, and you'll be an instant success. That that's all bullshit. Um, you know, because what there, works for a... me doesn't work for Lady Holder and what works for Lady oh, Holder God. doesn't work for Jilly. You know, so it's really important just okay, to embrace so, what makes you creative. So you, you know the Wiccan read that says there, there's no one true way thing, uh, I believe is what it is. Um, that, there, there's no one true way to write, okay? Right, I agree. Um, there are, I'm pretty sure, some weird people out there who start at the end and write to the beginning, I don't. Oh God! I I don't want to meet them. Yeah, their (laughs) brains have got to be really interesting. Sorry, honey, I don't want to meet you. You creep me out already. This is. Mm. You 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 creep me out. Um. So yeah. But you know, write in a very linear linear fashion. I do write from beginning to end. I know plenty of people who will write chapter one through five and then write chapter eight and then go back and write chapter six. I'm like, nah, dog. <laughs> My QB what? currently has a, has a, at the very, you know, at the end of, of what's currently sitting there, um, it has this, this piece of, of, of story that's hanging out on the end. Um, probably two or 3,000 words maybe more off of where I stopped writing because I wanted to get that scene out of my head. And I know I it's going to fit in like there. I that where I've written a scene that I've set aside somewhere, but I know people mm-hmm. who write whole chapters that way, who will, who will write chapters and then, and then put the chapters together in, into a book form. And I'm like, I, you need to go somewhere and sit down. I, I, I. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I got nothing. You know, that that one I don't think I could legitimately do. Um, but for the people who can do it, hey, great, more power to you. I just, you know, I, I try and write relatively linear because that's how my brain is unfolding the particular piece of, you know, story that I'm I'm doing. But I just, I don't think I could. T- I don't think I could hot skip and skip and jump that way. It just doesn't quite work for me. And that's know? because that's just you know. Um, I am not even somebody who would read the the end of a book before. I'm I'm not that person who opens up to the back of the book to um to read the ending before buying. No. On the other hand, I am the type of person that if I've read it four four or five times, I'll op- I'll I'll basically especially on my, my phone where I've got everything on the Kindle, I'll open up the thing 
go back to the beginning and sometimes stab my, my finger on that little progress line and just start picking it up from wherever I end up. <laughs> yeah, but then again, if I've read it, if I've reread it that often, hey, you know, hey, I'm going to start from here. Yeah. I think um, uh, nonlinear writing, I can't, stories that are told in a nonlinear fashion piss me off. Not as much as stories that are full of flashbacks, but it's pretty close. It's a pretty close thing. I think that's why I How don't like flashbacks, because it's not linear, and it's really fucking frustrating. Um, and there are very few exceptions. That that one um, Hobbit one. Yeah, with, that's, yeah uh, that yeah. was um, the Time Traveler Wife AU. Um, yeah. I've actually read the Time Traveler's Wife because of that. And I don't know, I don't know why I've read the Bilbo Thorin version of it, but I did, and I loved it. It was beautiful. Mhm. It was. It really was. But I think yeah, because but... I, um, because Thorin's kind of my unicorn, um, in that fandom, I think that because his his storyline was linear, and he just pushed through his mm-hmm. life, and Bilbo appeared as he did, that it was okay. There was a, there was a structure. There was internal a consistency maybe. that I could hang mm-hmm. on to, and I need that consistency as a writer and as a reader. I would love a muffin, even if it was stale. I think Scrivener would be very good for people who don't write in a linear fashion. I think Scrivener would be excellent for that. Guys who tend to write all over the place, um, that you would probably really enjoy the structure of Scrivener. Yeah, no. Yeah, I I don't think that one would work for me. I think you could also use OneNote that way, but um, for the I just Scrivener maybe I just no. But I can see why somebody who doesn't write in a linear fashion would really like Scrivener. I can see it. I can see why it would be very beneficial to you. But what I would Hmm. say in Rough Trade, if you are a nonlinear writer in Rough Trade, um, that what I would do if I was a nonlinear writer in Rough Trade um, is that we don't have, we we, we do not have any challenges now where you have to post every day. Um, mm-hmm. I would try to confine myself to the first three or four chapters of my story at a time as I'm writing and like finish the first five and then bounce around five through ten and then once I had like a first chapter written I would post it you mm-hmm. know so you could put around that way in a very limited fashion in rough trade and that might be more helpful to you in, in rough trade. I don't know um, uh, if you can actually uh, confine yourself to a small space like that or if you need to be able to move around your whole narrative. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't... I can't give any advice on that one because I don't... Since I don't write that way, for me, it's it's completely outside of my realm of of um, comfort. 
you know, I've done the structured stuff before. I, I'm, I can do it. I don't like it. You know, I'm, it's not my comfort zone. And so. I don't think it's important, yeah. though, if you are going to write professionally and that you need to learn to write on spec. And um, writing on spec means creating a synopsis that you can follow and um, to the letter. Because when you sell on synopsis, when the editor gets the manuscript, they expect your manuscript to match the synopsis. <laughs> they expect to get what they're paying for. Okay. And if, well then. And if you can't write on spec, um, you need to know that now so that you never get in a position where you're offered a three-book deal and you have to you have to produce three or four synopsises or whatever you need to produce for the deal and submit them and then find out you can't write that way. So you need to know in advance if you can do that. So you can say, I'm sorry, um, I can't write that way. Um, can we do one book <laughs> deal and then I'll send you my next one and see if you like it? <laughs> because if you can't write on synopsis that way, you need to know before you ever submit to a big agent or a big publisher who will let you write on spec. You need to know that in advance. It is super important to know that. I think I've You need seen, to know how to I, write I, I a synopsis. That. You need to know how to follow a synopsis as a writer. Um, and if you can't, don't ever try to write on spec. You will make yourself crazy. And I am an outliner, and I don't write on spec anymore because it was, it was stressing me the fuck out. I think if I was still, I wouldn't be here. I think that I probably would have already had a heart attack and killed myself <laughs> because it was really stressing me the fuck out. I remember you saying something about that because you you said, um, I think the last time you said anything about doing on spec, and I think I heard the air quotes, it was you had the synopsis of something you'd already written. Right. Because I was like, she was like, well, just send me a couple of synopsises and I'll pick something. And I'm like, okay. So I had four or five books that I had written. And I just wrote synopsises for all of them and <laughs> sent them in. And she picked out two. And I'm like, okay, you can give me about a year. <laughs> yep. That's what I remember hearing. <laughs> but you don't want to ever um, give yourself a short deadline because they were both rough drafts. So I used that year wisely. I, I, I turned them in early, mm-hmm. but I still use my year wisely. Um, but you don't mm-hmm. ever want to say, okay, I can give you a book in three months. Um, you need to be mm. the Scotty of writing and always double. <laughs> if, you, if you think three months, you say six. If you think six months, you ask for 12. I'm serious. Pad yep, your yep, yep. deadline. Always ask for more hey, time than you need. Life happens sometimes right in the middle of, of, of everything, and you don't, want, um, you don't want everything to be cooking right along and, you know, heaven help you, you might get into a car accident, you know. And if, you know, something that is completely outside of your um, – you know, your plan and everything's gone straight to shit. He's now got to take the time to do other stuff, you know? But also, if if you're in that process and you know you're not going to make your deadline, the soonest, the the day, the the moment you think that you're not going to make your deadline, you need to ask for an extension because 
The editor on the mm-hmm. other end is taking your deadline as gospel, and they've already got shit in production. So you want to make sure that you tell them as soon as you know that you have a problem. So that way they don't end up getting really pissed off at you because they don't have the book and it's due here and the cover art's here and it's supposed to come out on this month and now it's not because you didn't help your end. So always, 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 always. Yeah. Keep them informed if you're having a problem. Who doesn't listen to the podcast, Matt? Did I miss something? I was like reading that too and I can't, I don't... I'm trying to figure out where that, that particular oh, comment comes from. Oh, the editor? I doubt it. <laughs> I <laughs> That's doubt been about it, five years ago. That's been about five years ago, and I doubt she would make the connection anyway because she didn't know those books were done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Ellie says if you're using Scrivener to that the most helpful thing she read was a book by David Houston called Writing Houston H E W S O N Writing a Novel with Scrivener. So, just FYI if you're interested in using Scrivener for that. Um I don't know does Scrivener have any grammar um tools? Editing tools? It's been a, a an age since I've actually interacted with Scrivener. I don't think I ever did. So for me, I'm, I learn something well, new with these things all the time. So, With one of the nanos about, I want to say a decade ago, if you completed nano, you got a coupon for Scrivener. Mm-hmm. And um, I got the coupon. It was like half off. And so I bought Scrivener as my present for completing nano. And then I was like, eh. Good job. <laughs> Bad present. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. So then I got myself a coffee cup. Now that was much better. <laughs> well, coffee, coffee is the, the, coffee is awesome. Yeah. Whew. Okay, Ellie's mm. saying not really on the um, tools for. Editing, no grammar or spelling. Um, but, you know, I think there are plenty of other options. I really enjoy using Grammarly as an add-on to Word. Um, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> True. You know, I, I use Word. I, I reread everything incessantly. I... Grammarly shows up every once in a while when I do stuff. Um, I don't know. It's for for the whole process of actually doing edits and the the review process and you know did I do this right? Um, at that point, you know I hopefully have set it aside far enough that I can reread everything and actually you know um, recognize the the problems I may be having. Um, but I go back over and over and over stuff a lot. And also because um, because of my job, there's sometimes a week between when I last picked everything up and wrote and 
um, and when I'm writing again. So I have a lot of mini refreshes, you know, where I have to reread everything to pick up where I left off. And sometimes that will show some really glaring problems. Kyla, yeah. you said that you read um, that you're using the pro writing A, but you also use Grammarly. Which one would you say is better, pro writing aid or Grammarly? I've never actually used the pro um, writing aid, but now I'm super curious. I'm curious too. Huh. Super writing it has a lot more features. Well, I know Grammarly is loaded into uh, Rough Trade. So. No, Grammarly is loaded into your Chrome browser, and that's why it shows up on Rough Trade. Oh, well, that would be why then. Okay. Duh. <laughs> Well, it shows up more when I'm over there and doing stuff, and it's like, you know, I'll load stuff up in the rough trade, and Grammarly comes back with all this stuff, and I'm going, this didn't show up in Word. Why did this not show up in Word? <laughs> because Grammarly is more robust than Word. <sighs> Apparently. <laughs> but you can install Grammarly onto Word if you use Premium. Yeah, I don't. And I do. Yeah. I know. Let me guess, you also disabled the um, that, that red underline function for, for misspelled words, too, in, in Word. I do, yes. I find it very distracting. Yeah, I know. Me, too. But I can't. I, I, I just cannot let that thing um, have misspelled words. I have to fix them pretty much immediately. And this is why I don't um uh-huh. yeah, we all have our twitches. I can't stand the squiggles they they make me very uncomfortable, oh. Oh God, the custom word dictionary in in Word. It's the only thing I don't like about when I when I um, change computers and I, I actually, you know, uh, get a new computer and I have to to basically retrain my my dictionary. That sucks. <laughs> Okay, that's cute. Baby sloths getting a bath. (laughs) 
I guess the big thing for me about all of this with, with doing the beta, with doing alpha reading, with doing um, your writing and how you plan it out, um, the biggest thing you, you need to do for me is to be comfortable um, and to be honest with the person who you're working with, okay? Um, you know, make sure that, that, you know, you keep the lines of communication open. Um, early on in, the, in things with Kira and I, there were times when I reached out and asked a lot of questions. I didn't just leave commentary. Uh, on the, the, the stuff I was dating, I would, I would reach out and we would do a lot of chatting in, in um, well, obviously not Facebook Messenger, uh, but we would do a lot of private chatting. And I think we used to use Yahoo, out. and then we moved to something else. Used, and Yeah. Yeah. We've used a lot of different platforms. You know, nowadays it's, it's you know, it's Facebook. Um, we've Skyped. Um, just the, the actual call function. <laughs> the weirdest thing ever was, I think the day the husband came home, you and I had been on the phone with each other for about two hours at that point, and I think we were on the phone for another four after that. <laughs> yeah, we used to do we MSN. Spent, yeah, it was MSN. Yeah. We spent hours, you know, just sitting there and and laughing and chatting, and <laughs> the husband's making um, yak, 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 yak noises, you know, or, or fingers at me because we talked so much. And we grossed him out I don't know how many times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the emoticons, those were great. All sorts of things we used to do. Let's see. We can't. Do we still have our MSN password? They closed it, so I don't think so. Damn it. Oh, well. What I really enjoyed about MSN is that they kept logs. So if I needed something, I could go back to the log and find it. That was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Facebook does the same thing. I mean, you, it, it doesn't go away unless you delete it. So that's cool, too. But I really enjoyed it in MSN. I don't know how many. Oh man. Um, I don't know how many pages our notes would be with if we were actually looking at at you know our Facebook download what it would be. How many pages of stuff we would have? I have no idea. I wouldn't even want. I wouldn't even want to know. <laughs> Especially. In the yeah. bit squad, it's probably over a thousand pages. <laughs> uh, probably more than that. Way more than that. I'm afraid to find out. Let's see.
but um <clears throat> I I'm gonna look at that pro writing aid thing some more. It looks pretty cool. Uh I've never I've I've heard of it but I never really, you know, kinda of delved into it. I think it'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but um I do enjoy Grammarly. Uh so not enjoy, but I, I like its function its functional um functionality. functionality. Yes, thank you. It was just not coming out. You're welcome. <laughs> just, uh-uh. just get stuck. <laughs> I enjoy the functionality of um of, of Grammarly, but I there used to be another one that I used for a long time and then it disappeared and I was really upset. It um had white. It wasn't one though. No, OneNote's an organization software. I still have that. Um, is Whitehorse or something like that? Mm. I don't remember. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I'm totally dating myself with that. Um, I wish Grammarly was more trainable. Like I wish I could say, you know what? I realize that's passive language. Leave it alone. And no, my antecedent is not unclear. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That'd be nice. Golly. You know, I'm looking at our at the, at the bitch squad, and we're a chatty bunch of bitches. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. But uh, yeah, it's very. Grammarly is very bossy, but I do appreciate the tools. Um, it's much better than than not having them at all. So, you know, live and learn. Live every and little learn. bit that helps. Yes. Googly moogly. Oh, you know. I'm just I'm looking through all of our pictures and I can definitely tell how weird and wandering a field we we've gone with some of this stuff. Um You know there there's this this misconception that Hufflepuffs are nice, sweet, calm, lovely people who um you know, are just the the, the the gentle people. And the I don't think you know, you know, I, I I think that's because most people don't really understand what a badger is. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and no. I mean, you you are not the the quiet shy shy. Uh, Short, not a hope. I'll agree with that, Claire. Was it, Kira, was it you who had the Hufflepuff who was the, who tried to be the evil, um, the, the, the Dark Lord and was dancing to satisfaction? <laughs> yes, that was you. Yeah, it was me. That's in blank space. <laughs> Cats really yeah. enjoy my podcast. I don't know why. Um, I guess my voice is very soothing to a cat. Um, 
I've fallen asleep to the podcast before. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I was tired. It was it was lovely, soothing to listen to you and, and Jilly talk. So, yeah. <laughs> Max has tried to save me from, from Az's computer. Oh, golly. The oldest um, picture that we have in the Bitch Squad that I can get access to is October 7, 2015. That's the oldest thing I've got access to. We've been talking for a while. Oh, Oh, a long time, yeah. Yeah. You know, if I actually didn't have this on a set of headphones, I would probably have my cats over here trying to figure out what we were doing. So, pretty cool. By the way, how loud is my keyboard? Very. Could you hear mine? Yeah. (laughs) Yours is like a thousand times. (laughs) Louder. Damn it. And the thing is, is I don't have fake nails on anymore. I haven't had them on for close to a year. So, you know, that's that's really sad. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's very cool, Ed. I forgot to hit mute on this thing. Oh, yes. I need to give you money, don't I? Mm. Yeah, I think your domain is going to be um, renewing soon. I'll let you know. But that's not stuff for the podcast. (laughs) No, but it's it's just... It's kind of indicative of the fact that we, we kind of... Everything goes. <laughs> or anything and anything goes. goes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um. Oh, that's so cute of Robbie. <laughs> so we've got, what, 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to do, you know, besides you know uh, what we were talking about? I don't think so. All right. So the next big thing that we've got coming up is EAD. Evil Author Day. Yes. February 15th. It's not that far away. I'm planning on being quite evil. Yeah. I may put in that, that one um, start for my QB that I didn't use, the, the one that I, I decided not to do, just to keep that particular piece um, out and about. 
<laughs> I aye, aye, aye. don't know what I'm sharing on EAD. I have no idea. That is a curiosity. Well, I figure if I tell you now and remind you about it, it'll give you enough time to do you know, to think about calendar. it. It's on my calendar. It's on my calendar. I have thought about it. I just don't know what I'm going to share. Mm-hmm. I actually have a folder set up. <laughs> so, mm. I think I have three things in it so far. I mean, you know, obviously I have a lot to choose from. I mean, we've discussed my work in progress mm-hmm. all before. Um, yes. But um, it's a thing, you know, because some things it's are just thing. not ready. I'm just not ready to share those things. True. Um, yeah, I, I totally get I that. I might share my Teen Wolf story. I might share part of my Teen Wolf yeah. story. That would be cool. I wrote a female styles. I regret nothing. Um, it's awesome. I probably won't be sharing any of my Harry Potter stuff because the Harry Potter fandom pisses me off. Dude. I know. I know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. They just, I could, they're just pissed. I I, I have grabbed yeah, them. In fact, you know? there is actually a category for EAD on the Wild Hair Project. So if you're on the Wild Hair Project, you can post um, your EAD. We have an Evil Author Day tag. I believe mm-hmm. I will. I will endeavor to make sure that we do. Because <laughs> suddenly I'm not yep. sure. <laughs> like I say that shit, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I know I meant to. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to put it. I mean, it it means that we're not scattered, you know, all over, you know, hell and back because, you know, there's. My stuff goes on my site. Your stuff goes on your dream list. Um, and then there's the, the and Jilly's stuff goes on that dream list. And then there's other people's site sites. And then there's um, AO3. I'm having to actually walk, count this out on my fingers. There's a lot of different places for for EAD. Yeah. I you know I so. really enjoy posting on Dream with, but that's probably where I'll keep mine. I I, I like that little area. Mm-hmm. But um, it works out. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So far, I've got three, and I I I'm pretty happy with those three. So it may be a small year for me. So we'll have to see how that goes. But I've come to realize that one of these, I'm actually basically writing a a. Um, an episode a year for the story. <laughs> I'm a really slow well, writer for this fucking thing. You're getting it in there, one word at a time. I'm getting it in there. Uh, yeah. And open them up, see if I can add anything to them, close them down. Just keep doing that until I get to the end. 
but good times. I don't know. <laughs> no, she just was right at uh, Nundi's um, lunch, uh, a lunch calendar. You know, Demab was asking if she, if Winky would ever write a guide on killing Death Eaters. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a menu for the Nundu Preserve. Uh huh. Yes. Feeding Nundu for joy. <laughs> for, revenge for, for revenge and profit. For revenge and profit. Yes. <laughs> Bragging would be ugly. Yes, it would. Yes, but it, in this case, it's not. It would not only be ugly, but it would be counterintuitive. Yeah, you don't want to point out your yeah. homicide. Okay, our evil author day, for those of you who are not really familiar with it, takes place on February 15th. It's also International Fan Works Day. That's our that's our holiday, our fandom holiday. Mm-hmm. So, Isn't that why you chose it? That's you why it happened. Thing. Well, you know what mm-hmm. it happened was is that somebody on Live Journal posted a picture of their files um, as a way of celebrating Fanworks Day, and I said apparently it's also Evil Author Day. You're gonna keep teasing us mm-hmm. and shit, and then and it just kind of took off from there. So, and now it's a, a holiday on my calendar. <laughs> now it's a thing. Now it's a holiday on all of our calendars. I gave you bitches a calendar. I have a calendar at work. My calendar at work has my paintings <laughs> on it. It has my vacation days on it. It has birthdays on it. And it has evil author day on it. That's hilarious. We also, um, for those of you who are in the quantum bang, we have our, we have a check-in on February 1st. And we also, there's a, um, Hold on. The Every Fandom Reverse Bang also signups open up on February 1st. So if you check your calendar out, keep those, um, keep those dates in mind if you intend on participating in those things. Um, if there yeah, is not, not a... If there is not a... Um, uh, category for Evil Author Day on Wild Hair Project. Currently, there will be by the time Evil Author Day happens. <laughs> Promise. Hey, you know what? Evil Author Day this year is even on the one of the better days. It's on a Friday, folks. So everybody can post, deal with work, and then go home and hibernate for the two and a half days of the weekend so that way you can read everything. Oh, God. I don't think it worked one... out in Dobby's favor since Dobby and Winky both took um, O's on their magic that they would never betray Harry. I don't think they'll be writing anything about their adventures in killing Death Eaters <laughs> as they would like to continue so to live. 
The November rough trade is going to be um, a, a canon divergence, which is basically pretty much every fan fiction's ever been written. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say all of, my, all of my work is canon divergent. Yeah. So canon divergent just, just means that at some point in the canon, your characters take a divergent path from the original canon and go off in a new direction. In other words, they take that left at Albuquerque. Yeah. Hmm. I don't even think I'm going to be uh, stealth reading at work as. I think I'm just going to be blatantly reading at work. Yeah. Yeah. I have to figure out if I'm driving that week or not. I really hope I'm not. (sighs) Oh, boo, that sucks. You know? Now I think I want to figure out how I can write a fic and put a uh, title on it of Trend Lust. Anyhow. Oh, well. Um, how much time do we got? We have nine minutes. All right. Any other last-minute questions or concerns, guys? Come on. And, boy, did I just feel like I was back at work. This is, re- this is bad. <laughs> hmm. It's awful quiet. I I don't know what to think of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm out of ideas. Um, it's Friday. I'm fresh out of yeah. This is true. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I've done my adulting for the week. You do have a book coming out on the fifteenth, right? I do. I do. I got invited to do an anthology, and um, it's with um, artist, and I cannot remember her last name for the right a second. I think it's Bale. I'm so bad with last names. Hideous with last names. Yep, artist Bale and Lexi Bain have a anthology together, and um, let's put it this way. I got lucky enough to be able to read her stuff because um, we, I was told, you know, hey, we're going to be doing this. And I got offered the, the option to read it. And, hmm, dude, <laughs> y'all should read these. Mm-hmm. There's a reason we call this thing Crave. <laughs> you know, totally worth it. it. It comes out on the 15th. Uh, it's going to be, as far as I know, across all the platforms. Um, Top of Stone will probably get it first, along with Amazon. So, you know, grab it, enjoy it. Um, I know I did. So, yeah. Ed wants a, a speedy five-minute plot drift. I'm not capable of a five-minute plot drift. 
I'm going to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I am I am too wordy for that shit. <laughs> too wordy. Um, I don't think I could either. Not 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 do it any justice. Although, you know, yeah, it's um, we do well, always get a better return when you buy from Cobblestone, yes. but since this is a print anthology, it won't be available to buy directly from Cobblestone. All their print goes through Amazon, from my experience. Really? Oh. Yeah. I have kill to Ziva. That. I, I kill Ziva all kill the time Ziva. in my head. Kill Ziva. We, we dedicated a whole podcast to killing Ziva, didn't we? Y'all did. I think you and 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 um, no. Wait a second. It was me because I was sitting there and coming up with more and more ridiculous ways to kill her. Yeah. 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 So. Hmm. Wouldn't well, it have been then. great if the swag letter came after Kate died and Ziva was there and she snatched it out of Tony's hands? Um, because she was not, oh. and it doused her, and she died of the plague. Well, that would have taken care of the issue right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. But always, always, um, if you have an opportunity to buy directly from the publisher with any author, I recommend that you do so, because um, then the author and publisher aren't splitting the royalty with the distributor. This so the author gets more money. I and yeah, I do get more money when with cobblestone, and um, you know it's. I'm not gonna lie, it's nice, uh, but I don't do. I honestly don't write um, this for, in some ways, for the money. I mean, it's nice. I'm not gonna lie, it's a really nice thing to have at Christmas. But but it was also cool for my book to appear on the top bestseller list on Amazon from for on top. That yes. was cool too. So I'm not mad that if you purchased it from Amazon, that was awesome. I appreciate that. So always, I guess, mm-hmm. pub, you know, buy it on the platform that serves you best. But if you can yes. get it on the publisher, do you know? So if you can, if you mm-hmm. if you can't, if it's hard to put it on your device, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got no issues with with how things work out on this. Um, it's it's just for me it's the biggest piece of satisfaction ever to know that you know as I'm looking at this cover that you know one of those two names on there is me. You know, I do love it, seeing what I want to cover. I do love that. Very lovely yeah. to see your own just, name on a cover. Yeah, totally fulfilled a a dream that I had. You know, when I when I pick, after I picked up the first one of those first books that you ever fall in love with. You know, and you you you're holding something in your hands, and it's like somebody poured their heart and soul into this. You know, and I think I actually know which one it was, and it wasn't Gene All. You know who it was? Who? McCaffrey. Ah, 
why am I? Why did I even question that? I mean, why? Of course, it well, was. Well, my youth given what it is, you know. But no, it was it was the Dragon Riders of Pern series, and specifically um, the Master Harper of Pern. You know, um, I I read that. I fell in love with that. Um, and it, you know, it, it it was a story that that you know I wanted to, you know, that I I, I realized hadn't realized I wanted to hear and, and and read, but yeah, it's one of the reasons why I um, started writing, even if it was just in my head. So yeah, I think reasons I that. This is going to be really weird, and we only got sixty seconds left. But I have to—I I, I think that um, well, I've always told stories and stuff, and I used to tell stories to my grandma, um, and um, I was been very creative. But I—I um, I cut my teeth on Robert Heinlein, absolutely. Um, but I would say that the inspiration to write actually came from reading a diary of Anne Frank. Oh, I call diary of Anne Frank. When I read the diary of Anne Frank, I thought, "Okay, I want, I'm I'm going to be a writer." <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was because it just it, it it moved me so much. It it was it was such a moving thing, um, such a living thing. Um, it's immortality, even if it is only in the pages of a book. Anyway, we're down to five seconds. You guys have an awesome weekend. Say good night, Lady Holder. Good night. Bye bye.